Guys, do you ever want cologne for Christmas? Uh, no. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't either. It's stupidly expensive, and no, that's a that's not a good Christmas gift. Yeah, because I thought about this because Chris, uh, you know, put up hit up in the the, the brunch the breakdown group message saying uh, something about cologne commercials and perfume commercials, which are absolutely ridiculous. And that is the 1000% truth. They make no sense. They're absolutely ridiculous. And like, I've seen more of them this year, I think, than I've ever seen before. I don't know if that's just because we're home or what it is, but like, I feel like they've upped their game this year. Like more people are trying to buy cologne. I noticed that too. There, I, and I, don't know if it was, I don't know if it was because Chris mentioned it and now I, all I can see is cologne commercials or there are, there are just so many more of them and they're just weirder and weirder every time in a year where you don't think people will give a whole shit literally about what they smell like because they're not going anywhere. So like, why are you so invested in your perfume in the beginning right now? This is not the year for you perfume. Take a back seat. That's a great point. Maybe maybe they're really hurting on sales, so they're putting on the full the full court press here with um, ads. But new year, new you, new smells. That's yeah. Maybe they're uh, they're going for it. They're See, going for. It. That's what the commercials should say. <laughs> they should be like, "Hey, you got to leave the house at some point, and for when you do, buy our cologne, buy our perfume." Yeah. I don't. Nothing about Johnny Depp driving into the desert makes me want to buy like Dior or whatever the hell he's say- is selling. I don't like like why is that chick from the Dark Knight like floating above a pile of dirt like caressing some dude's face? Why is that? Ha- why is Charlize Theron always walking slowly like really slowly in in like palaces that uh, will net you know like I wh- what's happening? What market research did these people do that said like, yeah, that's that's going to hit? Yeah, that's gonna I have no idea. Because <laughs> it's like Charlie's like walking to like Kanye's flashing lights through some yeah. thing. I don't know where she is. And it's like, oh, yeah, by Yves Saint Laurent clothing, uh, you know, cologne or whatever perfume. I'm like, what? Who's yeah. who sees that? And, and says, I love- I'm doing that. <laughs> it's so weird. And I love how it's all. It- you know, perfume and colognes and things like that are very French, right? That's not being stereotypical. They are. That's what they do. They're good at it. And it seems like the commercials reflect that and they just get shipped over here and they, you know, have the voiceover and then it's just like available at Macy's. And like that's at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, that didn't sound right. Like, well, that's weird. All of a sudden. <laughs> um they are. They're just super, super weird. And I don't understand people connecting with them. And can you buy perfume or cologne for somebody else without knowing for sure they like or they like it? I feel like that's a very particular thing you have because those bottles last a long time, right? Unless you know you're just like refilling for somebody, for a significant other. It's kind of a gamble just spending all that money on a scent that could be a little P.U. Yeah, I've never even thought about buying a scent for somebody even saying that sentence feels so weird or it's like signifying um, like maybe you don't like the way that they smell and you're like yeah try this try this yeah, yeah. because it they just lie 
Because places like Macy's are lined with that stuff at this oh, time. God. It's like you can't walk through the door without smell. Like you leave smelling like something because you just like walk through it at Macy's. And I guess this year you not as many people are doing that because like malls close, different capacity and stuff like that. So maybe that's why we're seeing more of the cologne commercials. But I still just wonder who actually wants that. Who's buying that for their son or their nephew or whomever? And they're like, you know, you you need this. Because I know when I was wearing cologne back in the day, Curve, shouts to Curve. And also shouts to, I think it was like Aqua de Joe or something like that. Uh, I had that. Yeah. I had that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, if I could go back and slap myself in the face for making my house smell like that, because doing the <laughs> walking yeah, yeah. through. <laughs> like, you have to walk through it. You can't just apply it directly. You have to create cloud and walk through the cloud. Yeah. That's the key. That's yeah, you walk through the I cloud can... at Macy's, so it's basically just doing that on a smaller scale, right? You just walk through and you get it all. You're just wafting, wafting, and you <laughs> get it all. My fiance brought this this point up. She's like, "These are like, I don't know why people advertise on TV for colognes. Like, you're you're just going based off of the brand messaging, how it smells, or like Johnny Depp's on there. Oh, Johnny Depp uses it. I gotta use it. It's gotta smell good." She's like, no, you get the little sniffies in the magazine and then you're like, this smells good or this smells bad and maybe you'll buy it that way. That is the advertising dollars is where they should be spent, not on these ridiculous commercials that nobody can relate to. Yeah, and I don't know, like, I think we've all confirmed it's been a while since we've been in the cologne game, but like, I remember when we were in the cologne game, like every famous person had a scent. Is that still the case or are we like kind of past that? Like Michael Jordan had a scent. Britney Spears had a scent. Like everybody had one. Everyone. I feel like a lot of famous people do have them. Mm -hmm. So somebody's out there buying them. (laughs) Right. You know, I don't know who. Because it's like Rihanna's got a scent still. Like Britney Spears still has a scent. Like you still see these commercials pop up or you see the ads in like the, you know, the Macy's like mailer thing saying like everything's half off or whatever. But like, I don't know who is buying them. Is it just the middle school market? Is it like the middle school, like high school market that buys all the cologne and perfume and then no one else does except for like old ladies or like 70 or something? Right. That's the market research we need because if that's true, they're advertising these completely wrong you need to change the commercials it's just way way up you're not connecting with that generation get on tiktok push it out that way do something else like st- take a take a page out of old spices book that might work a little better for you yeah hell yeah <laughs> if you're trying to get the middle school demographic oh uh, new year new smells new brunch breakdown it's the christmas episode what's going on y'all it's Didi out here in la chris and dan are in pittsburgh and dan tell everybody where they can find this great brunch content new and old and all the in between absolutely yes you can find the brunch breakdown anywhere that you listen to podcasts of course that includes the big guys apple podcasts spotify Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, just to name a few. But of course, uh, everywhere and anywhere you find podcasts, you can find just by searching The Brunch Breakdown. And make sure you hit subscribe. These new episodes come to you each and every week. Uh, We also have full video episodes that are available same day as the audio. Those premiere on our YouTube and Facebook pages, usually noon Eastern uh, every Wednesday. Uh, But of course, you can check those anytime on demand on both Facebook and YouTube just by searching Brunch Breakdown. And speaking of social media, follow us, find us everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, and yes, Facebook at Brunch Breakdown. You follow us 
and we follow you back. I love it. I love it. Well, today we're talking all Christmas because Christmas is coming up or all holiday, however you want to talk about it. We got a lot of things to get off our chest when it comes to Christmas. Also, we've got the pick two with some of your favorite Christmas movie characters. We've got a map of treats for Christmas all over the country. So we're going to do another map because I enjoyed doing that the last time. So I'm really excited to see uh, what my state, my my home state loves and my current state loves to eat for uh for christmas also we've got a question from dan because dan's got it's we're just calling this dan's choice or dan's <laughs> christmas classic or we're gonna call this the dan cannot bowl whatever we're gonna call it, we're calling it something and uh that's how dan's gonna ask us some christmas topic we're gonna get to and what we're listening to all christmas theme music this week but uh let's get things started with what we love bruise day and hey it's another holiday with the fam might need some good brews so Boys, Chris, get us started. Bruce Day. All right. So with it being the Christmas episode, I had to take another German beer out of my beer advent calendar. So um, some of the details, once again, can be a little spotty with this one because I straight up can't read anything on this can. But I researched and found out at least enough uh, that it's a Marzen beer. Okay. And um, to cue my inner... Steel City Dan. There you go. Let's hear I it. looked up some of the features of Marzen beer. And did you know that Marzen beer means it was brewed in March? It's a springtime beer. So fun fact number one, fun there fact. are many types of Marzen beers. And I'm I'm reading this straight from the internet. Uh, it's rich in malt. And Dan's going to like this with a balance of clean hop bitterness. Ooh. I thought that was very... I don't know what it means, but I thought it was detailed and we'll, we'll find out. That's lovely and well phrased. Um, and it just gets more, more and more steel city, uh, toasted bread or biscuit like malt aroma. Okay. Um, and it's similar to a Vienna lager legit have no idea what I'm about to drink, but it's called Mars and beer. And, uh, it's for the holiday brews day. So Merry Christmas. This is for your holiday party. I'm excited to have a good episode with you boys. Cheers. I like it. That well was done. good. Well done. Good. Channeling I, don't, I just took a sip. I didn't taste any biscuits, but we'll see if I get deeper. If I have any biscuit aroma, I'll let you guys Biscuit know. aroma. Unlike anything else. Can't wait. Gotta love it. <laughs> All right. Well, boys, uh, for me, it's another family holiday, which, you know, this family holiday is going to be a, a very small. That's for sure. It's going to be just my family. But you know what? Uh, still going to break out another bottle, guys. Here we go. <laughs> Cali Distillery. I introduced you guys to Cali Distillery last time with the Cali whiskey. It's got the cinnamon and makes you feel like Southern California. Well, this makes you feel like Northern California because this will keep you warm. This mm. will keep you warm. It's Mavericks Double Wood. It's, uh, it's like 100 proof. And you really want to sip this one. Just letting you know. You just want to sip this one. You, you put this in a glass. Get your big ice cube. You have this one sit there. And you you enjoy it. It's super, super good. I absolutely love this. But uh, Cali Whiskey, Mavericks Doublewood, support your small local businesses. And uh, that's what I'm doing here with the uh, with the Cali Whiskey. So big shouts to Mavericks Doublewood. I love, I just love this, love this so much. So I'm going to enjoy my Christmas and my bruise day with you guys with this, but not right now because, you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. I can't really open right. it. So, <laughs> you know, happy bruise day, gentlemen. I love it. 
another wonderful pick. Perfect for the holiday season. Uh, and for that reason, I've got another a holiday Christmas beer here as well. Uh, from a brewery I have featured here uh, a few weeks back. Um, I believe it was the Count Chocula beer, if I'm not mistaken. But this is from Abjuration Brewing Company out of Pittsburgh. And they are just fantastic when it comes to these tasty, tasty beers. And Stop. for the Christmas season. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> for the Christmas season. You're trying too hard, Dan. A cranberry bar milkshake ale. So you've got the picture of the cranberry bar, like cranberry bark milkshake ale. And this is this is the first time they've brewed a beer like this, and it's interesting. And I'm not a huge cranberry fan, so but I'm willing to try it for this brewery because they do it right. Let me tell you a little something about this beer. I, I, I did have a little sip ahead of time because I feel like I take long enough with my descriptions, and if I were to do it live on the air, we'd be here for a while. Um, this beer is wonderful. It's it's very clean. It's very clean. And it's very tart from the cranberry. That's what you get right away is tart cranberry. It's light. It's almost like spritzy, almost champagne-like at the beginning. And if it ended there, I'd probably be a little unhappy. But then once that starts to hit the back of your your tongue, goes down your throat, then you get that white melted chocolate taste that really brings it together for that cranberry bark. And it's – wonderful and it works so well it's so strange it's you know chocolate vanilla there's a hint of cinnamon i mean this thing is cranberry bark to the t it's a little bit more maybe tart than i was expecting or i would have liked um with with milkshake ales you expect maybe a little bit more milk sugar uh and and the beer to be a little bit more cloudy but it tastes pretty clean and uh pretty clear so the cranberry bar milkshake ale, ale from abjuration brewing it's delicious, perfect for uh, the holidays, for Christmas week, and I'm enjoying this with you boys here today. That's that's a. I mean, that might have been the best description of the year. I mean, we'll be oh. doing brunchies next week, and I feel like that might be the best Steel City <laughs> description this year. Wow, that was. I'm good. honored to be nominated for that. That's that's fantastic. That's it's really good. I mean, the beer deserves that. It's 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 wonderful. It really is. They do a hell of a job with these like cranberry bar milkshake that makes no sense to be in a beer but wonderful shouts to abjuration my friends over there this is this is a good one <laughs> i love it well happy brews day gentlemen happy brews day brews day cheers brews day. indeed brews day guys oh so bummed i can't crack. just marvelous <laughs> so bummed i can't crack that open Two o'clock in the afternoon. We got to do these later. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's get some uh, Christmas topics off our chest. Guys, I will start off. Uh, I tweeted this earlier in the week, and I really want to know who, decide, who decided that a new Christmas tradition was to have everyone take a picture in front of an old green or red truck. <laughs> I need to know. It's no fault of anybody's own because like, you know, a lot, literally like 99% of my Christmas cards are people in front of this green or red old beat down truck. And it's no one's fault for this because you go take a picture somewhere. That's just where you take a picture of your family. Your family looks beautiful, all that. But I'm like, who thought that an old 1950s truck 
that like i don't know your great grandfather used or something like was gonna be good for the back of your picture who decides this stuff like so i guess it's more of a question but it is a question i need to get off my chest like i need to know if you know hit us up at brunch breakdown on instagram facebook twitter whatever i want to know who started this trend of having an ugly beat down truck in the back of your picture and will it stop? Are there going to be like ugly, like just, it's going to be like a Chevy Cavalier 1997 completely beat down. Is there going to be like an old Honda Civic, shouts to Chris, that's just going to be a red Honda Civic in the back of your Christmas photo in a few years? Like when does this stop? Who starts these traditions? I need to know. So hit me up. Let me know who started this thing. Well, I have to, I have to, I'm sorry, Dan. I have to come out and say like, we did this. In the Gates household, we oh, oh no, we one hundred percent took photos in front of an old truck. It wasn't rusty. It was actually it was an old truck in very good condition. I don't know if that exempts okay. us from this discussion, but no, it doesn't. It's still old. <laughs> no, if, um, if, if if Gary didn't dress up as a bunny for Halloween, maybe we would have exempted you from this. But this is two now where we're calling something out, and it's a direct tie to your family without us having any idea at all. Well. well well uh, yeah we uh we wanted to take family photos this year because we have our baby girl now and katie found like this socially distanced pop-up photo thing where like this lady was offering photo shoots it was a 20 minute photo shoot socially distanced and like you just show up she has a scene already set up for you and you take the photos we show up, there's a truck there. So you're not gonna not gonna not take pictures with the truck. There was also a very rusty, like old um tractor. So and maybe that's the next step. Maybe that's next year is like the tractor photos. I don't know. But uh yeah, we 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 went all in. Wow. Well, and here's the thing, I feel like this has been around for a while, right? And I know I don't know if it's just recently gaining more speed, but it's not even like this is a cool vintage thing that people are doing because of that whole everybody likes something vintage nowadays. I feel like that's not the reason behind it. Is it just because it's been done for so long since literally the first ever red truck and they're like, get in front of that truck. We, we don't have a tree. Get in front of the truck. It's red. It counts. Is that where it started? And here we are still doing it. I, I don't know. And you're, it's a good point. How does it end? When does it end? Are we looking at those, those old beat up cars that, you know, in 15, 20, 30 years from now, is that the future of Christmas cars? Are we still rolling out that old truck that's rusty at the bottom? Uh, and that has a wreath on the grill. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I think, uh, man, it's because like you take the photos in the fall and then use them for your Christmas cards in the winter. So like hay bales, trucks, tractors, being on the farm, apple picking, that type of stuff. Like that's fall, right? I think what we need to do is find something else that's very fall or like make something else very fall that's not a tractor or a truck. Yeah. That's, I just think there's a lot of things that, that could fit that description. Yeah. I I just don't get it. It's just, just with just it being just an old truck. I don't understand that. Like I I just don't get it. But hey, maybe it has someone no holiday can, meaning. It has yeah. no holiday meaning except it's red. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to get that off my chest. <laughs> One of you guys go next. Go ahead. 
Go for it, Dan. All right, I'll 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 go ahead and jump in. Um, tis the season for giving, and right, and 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 we love that. And for me, I have a nephew and two nieces that I love dearly, and they're entering the wonderful stages of life of the ages of 10, 12, and 14. And, you know, they've been at home for most of the year. They've been at home for school, for for everything, after school activities. And so trying to find them and buy them a Christmas gift has been extremely difficult this year. And I thought it'd be easy because they'd be they'd be bored and they need more stuff to do because they can't go out and play with their friends. Right. So I thought they, yeah, they want stuff. I'm finding this not to be the case. And it's got me a little concerned for future generations that maybe not the 10, 12, 14 year olds and, and not kids as young as both of your children, but that beefy middle zone there where they're growing up right now without the option to go outside and play with friends and like video games and TV and just toys and stuff are all, you know, and all you can do. That that's just going to be what they expect, expect and want for a long time to come. So I'm predicting Toys R Us will be making a return within the next five years because toys are back, baby. They got to have they need stuff to do. And for my nieces and nephews, <laughs> I wish it was easier. They didn't help me out at all when I asked them what they wanted for Christmas. They just run out of stuff. They run out of ideas. They can't go outside and play. So. Again, I thought it would be easier. We need more toys. We need a toy comeback. We need things to do, activities to do at home with or without friends. So Toys R Us, let's go. This is usually your money time. You got to adapt. You got to have the e-commerce. You got to have an online store. That's your problem. But I expect that from you and your comeback Toys R Us. So it's just that time of year. Everybody loves good toys. You think about all the memories you had growing up and all your favorite toy and there's no toy stores, no growing up or growing up. There's, we always had toy stores and now growing up, you don't have that. So bring back Toys R Us, help future generations out for more things to do besides video games and TikToks and things like that. Let's get back to some activities, fun after school activities. Like, did you ask your, like before bringing back Toys R Us, did you just ask your nephews and nieces to, you know, what they want? Straight wanted? up, straight up ask them multiple times and in fact i'll i'll call out my one niece right now not that she watches or listens but i had a text message on record that i asked her mid-november you know anything you want for christmas uh you know send me any ideas and within a few hours she replied back yep i'm thinking of some stuff i'll send it to you soon she texted me back on sunday of this week (laughs) the week of christmas days before christmas in like the busiest online holiday of all time with all these ideas. And I just wanted to reply back. I didn't, but I wanted to say, you're just not helpful or getting any of that at this point. So <laughs> trust me, I ask. And I think that's, that's, that's what I'm concerned about is that they're so bored. They can't come even come up with things to do. They don't come up with things that they want because they have it all. They can't go outside. They're bored. It's video games. It's TV. It's, it's whatever. So that's why we need some, new innovative things. And I'm hoping Toys R Us can lead that comeback. I do feel like because of how locked down everything is like, I like to buy people like experience type things. I don't really, yes. I'm not a big fan of buying you like, I don't know, some like 
piece of clothing that you are either going to hate or like already have or, you know, anything like that. I'd rather get you, buy you like a night out for dinner or like tickets to a concert or a game or something like that. And that has severely, like even for kids too, like it'd be fun to like buy them tickets to, you know, a show that they want to see or something like Mm -hmm. that. But like you can't do that now. That's tough. Yep. That's I'm the same way. The experience stuff has always been big for me. And even with, with those three, it's easy to do, but boy, oh boy, we need that stuff back next year or Toys R Us. One or the other, please. (laughs) It is weird seeing like when you go to like Target or whatever and you see like uh, board games like out front and center. Like I know they're always there and they'll never go anywhere. It's just that Mm -hmm. you don't ever really see them front and center, but I feel like board games have really made a a solid comeback right. this year. I don't know what those numbers are or whatever. It'd be cool to see because like, I wonder how many people have been buying board games in 2020 for stuff to do so you don't kill everybody in your house. You know, because I have young ones, so I don't have to worry about that. But if I had middle school kids, man, middle mm-hmm. schoolers are the worst. And I can't imagine being stuck inside for 10 months with middle schoolers. <laughs> no, thanks. Well, Chris, get it off your chest. Okay, I have um I'm a very big fan of virtually every Christmas tradition. Um you know, we kind of talked a little bit about it last week with like things coming on TV like the commercials and stuff like that. Love watching the different Christmas specials, movies, getting together with family and friends and and all the things you normally do, but I have one thing in particular uh that I am actually not a fan of and I want to see how potentially odd I am (laughs) in this respect. The one thing that I don't enjoy is hanging ornaments on the Christmas tree. Oh, I'm with you. Really? I I don't like, I mean, listen, I don't really like Christmas that much. So that's I'm like, (laughs) there's a lot of things that I don't like about Christmas, but yeah, I'm with you. I don't like doing the whole Christmas tree ornament thing. So, so to clarify though, I love ornaments. Like I love one one of the things that Katie and I do is like, if we go on vacation to a new place, we'll get an ornament for our tree. That's one of, you know, the little thing we collect. And like recently since we've, you know, uh, you know, we had a, a baby girl and last year during Christmas we were pregnant. Like I like getting like custom ornaments to show, you know, the baby's first Christmas. Like I love that stuff. I love having them, but I don't like hanging them. We have to dive deep into this. Has this been like this your whole life when you were a kid? Yeah, it's like the thing that my family gets on me the most about over Christmas is like they always leave my ornaments out and they decorate the whole tree without me because they know that I'm not going to want to put my ornaments up. And then they eventually just hang them on the back of the tree where nobody can see them. Hmm. <laughs> this is interesting. There's, there is, is. There's, like- there's, there's, there's more layers to this onion. <laughs> is there a reason because there's a reason why I, I know there's a reason why i don't like them like is there something that happened when you were a kid when you were trying to like decorate the tree and someone was like no you can't do that or no you can't do this and you were just like forget it i'm yeah. up the, I'm, I'm out the back i'll enjoy it while you guys you know when right. you just put it up your sister no. got to go first or she got to hang the star <laughs> and you were like nope nope i don't want to do this ever there's come on give us yeah if, I, us if I can't go first i won't go at all yeah um no there wasn't like there wasn't like a single traumatic moment with my ornament hanging um i think there was always just like stuff i would rather be doing like 
this time of year, there's always like college football on and like normally there's other sport like hockey, the penguins would be playing or something like I, there was always something else I'd rather be doing. Probably as a little kid, I'd rather be downstairs in the basement playing video games or something like, so yeah, I just like, it never reached that top priority level on my list of like, want to need to do it. I understand. I get it. I hate the whole process. Pulling it out the Christmas tree, I hate it. I hate putting ornaments on the tree. I hate it. Like, I just, I'm not a fan of any of that. Like, that's just, I just never liked it. So I get it. Some of the things, it's like, you find like some ornaments broke from the previous year and you can't, or like somehow last year you had all the hooks you needed. And now this year that you're like seven short and you don't have more hooks. So you got to like loop the thing around like a branch and that never works and they fall. I don't know. It's, it's a lot to it. I'm just not a fan. Not a fan. Interesting. Well, we got to a little bit of a deeper there, the frustration level. I love it. And <clears throat> honestly, I'm a little too finicky with it. Uh, you can ask anybody that has seen me decorate my tree my fiance discovered it firsthand uh, this year how bad it really is, how specific I am about where my ornaments need to be on the tree in the order that they get placed. And I praise her patience for dealing with me with that and will have to for the rest of her life. But yes, I, I do enjoy to make an event out of it. You got the nog there. You got the tunes on, the Christmas tunes. And this ornament here, this ornament here. Oh, we got to put these. Don't this got to be in the back? It's not that important of a one, but still got to fill the tree. Oh, I, I, I love it. So I can't relate. I'm afraid. Okay, t- two things, Dan. Number one, that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. And number two, like when you guys have kids, you realize you're going to have to sacrifice some of that ornament placement to like wherever the kids want to put the ornaments. No, no. That just means we get a bigger tree or a second tree and they have their tree or I go first and then they fill in because the tree's so big. So I've already got that planned out. I ain't worried about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Dan's just going to be knocking this kid, knocking the kids down. He's like, no, that's your tree over there. This is the our tree. This is our tree. When our kids are doing this podcast in, you know, 30 years, they're going to be talking. It's going to be opposite. Your kids are going to love it. My kids are going to hate it because they had to witness dad putting his ornaments up first. And then we had to wait, sit there and wait and watch him talk about every ornament and why it's going to be where it is. Oh, man. I love it. That's amazing. Oh, well, cool. well, boys, let's get into the main course here and uh, get it started with this pick two. Chris, throw this graphic up on the screen. We got a lot of your favorite Christmas movie characters, and uh, we got the pick too. But uh, before we do this, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Do you have a favorite one? Ooh, character. Oh, yeah. On this character pick too, we got a lot of your favorites. A lot of your favorites. Chris, you want to go through this? Uh, Yeah, so we have... Uh, Chevy Chase from Christmas Vacation, right? Or uh, is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah. Um, that's the little kid from Polar Express, right? That's yeah. his name. Yeah. The little kid. From- <laughs> the little kid from Polar Express. Yep. <laughs> um, Will Ferrell and Elf. I I don't know the actor's name, but from Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, then we have Rudolph from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Uh, we have uh, Ralphie from uh, A Christmas Story. Um, Kevin McAllister. Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. We have the Grinch from the Grinch. We have Tim Allen from the Santa Claus. Again, I don't know that guy's name, but it's from It's a Wonderful Life, right? Um, Bruce Willis from Die Hard. 
and then Charlie Brown. Yeah. Pick two. This is easy for me. Super. It's easy, easy for me too. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, let's see. I I know, Didi, you have a particular take on one of these movies that we're going to get to once we pick our two. So go ahead and pick pick your two first. Clark Griswold, Christmas Vacation, and Kevin McAllister, Home Alone. That's like, those are the pick two for me. And it's real simple. Like, you know, I love Ralphie. I I like a Christmas story, but like, you know, you know, he's got to go. And I like the first Santa Claus too, but you know, it's got to go. But yeah, going with it. I'm a hundred percent in agreement with everything you just said. (laughs) It's Chevy Chase Christmas Vacation. It's Kevin McAllister Home Alone. Ralphie's close. Tim Allen in the first Santa Claus is close. Specifically, the first one. Specifically, the first. Yes, Uh, but those two from Christmas Vacation and Home Alone. It's it's not even close for me. So, Chris, what do you got? You gonna shake this up a little bit? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, both of those are really good. And like, if this was a pick four or a pick five, they'd probably be in it for me. But I had, um, in no particular order, I had Will Ferrell from Elf and then Tim Allen from the Santa Claus. And I'm glad to hear you guys be very specific about the first Santa Claus, because I didn't even know there was a second and a third until I met my wife, Katie, and we watched them and I cannot believe that those were allowed to be made. Those movies are the second and the third are absolutely like uncomfortably terrible. But the first is a classic. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, those are those are my two. Uh, no, no real hate from me, though, on the rest of the list. Like all of these movies are pretty darn good. I will say the Polar Express is not one I've really... I don't think watch the whole way through, but other than that, I thought they were all good, which made it um, challenging, but those were my two. If you need a nap, Polar Express is the one. Um, It's one. (laughs) Miracle 34th street is, is, uh, is a good snoozer also for me. Yeah. Like I, I just, I just can't get into it. My dad loves all of those Christmas movies and even some other more black and white ones. Like, It's a Wonderful Life is, okay, here's a hot take. It's a Wonderful Life is like a comedy. Like, it's hilarious. Because the dad in there, and yes, he I know he's got his issues in this movie, but like, when he's going off and throwing stuff and doing the thing, like, it's peak hilarity. I've thought that since I was a kid. Like, it's super funny when he's like losing his mind. So like, if you watch it's a wonderful life this Christmas, I'm telling you look for the funny. Cause like they try to make it sad, but like that guy, I don't know what his name is, but he's good. <laughs> really funny. I have, That's I've amazing. never, I've never heard anybody say that before. <laughs> <laughs> like super funny. I'm telling you, watch uh, it. Well, you know, watch it. You'll, you'll see what I'm saying. The one that I could completely do without may surprise you and most people, but the one movie that I hate, strong hate, is Elf. And I'm a huge, and I'm a yes, and I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan at literally everything else he has done except for this movie. I, and I know people love it. I know it's, usually a favorite of people, but 
I just can't stand it. It's just, oh, I don't know what it is. It's too kitty. I think he's, uh, and like I said, I'm a big Will Ferrell fan, but that movie, I just, I can't do it. I can't watch even a few minutes of it. It doesn't get any of my attention and it never will. Yeah, it's just peak Will Ferrell screaming. I hate Elf. I can't stand Elf. Actually, one of the reasons why me and Siobhan are together is, are there two reasons? One is because she said her favorite music was Pitbull on our first date. And the second is our first Christmas together. She told me she hated Elf. And I was like, not going to find another one like her. Done. We're done. (laughs) Wow. But uh, favorite favorite is Home Alone. Favorite's Home Alone. I've... this is no surprise to anybody either. I've mentioned Home Alone on this podcast many, many times previous to our Christmas episode, and it will continue in the new year. Uh, Home Alone. Home Alone's the goat. What about you guys? You got a favorite movie, not necessarily of these uh, characters. I don't know. Like, I, for me growing up, like, I feel like all of it stems from, like, the things you saw growing up, right? Because that's where, you know, you're traditions evolve and like we were actually really big on not so much the movies but watching christmas specials so you know like like i like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer is like that's a christmas special it's not really a it's not a movie you know what i mean um so i loved things like that like uh, so i i mean of everything that's on here probably like rudolph would probably be number one for me just because I love watching that as a little kid. Um, and that's kind of more of what we got into was like the TV specials, not not so much the movies. Mm. Okay. That's fair. Charlie Brown is like, I mean, if Charlie Brown and Christmas Vacation were the two that we watched like religiously, like even like we owned like, cause of course we own Christmas vacation, but like we had the Charlie Brown specials like on VHS. So like we watched those even when it wasn't Christmas. <laughs> We watched those because my family just loved them so much. But yeah, I hear you. The Christmas specials, you know, they try, they're, you know, I think, well, I guess like we're not that age, but like they do the Frozen specials and different things that kids like now and stuff. So we'll see how those age and mature. But like, you know, there was almost a freaking, everyone almost lost their mind because Apple TV bought like all of like the Peanuts stuff and they had to put it on PBS all over the country <laughs> for like certain days. So people didn't lose their minds anymore. They're like, all right, it's going to be on PBS. Chill. Yeah. Like people love Charlie, but Christmas vacation is my favorite for sh- like out of the, yeah, for sure. Like I just love like Clark Griswold, another peak comedy. Just when he's losing so his mind. Oh, where's the oh. Tylenol? So good. Just watch it this weekend. Watch it every year. So good. Uh, the, the one question I want to ask you guys before we go on to our next uh, topic here. Uh, number 11 on the big board. And for those of you that are listening, uh, that's Die Hard. So is it a Christmas movie? No. I don't think so. Like, I, that's all, that's the debate everybody has about it. And I, to be honest with you, I've only watched Die Hard probably like two or three times. And it never at any point did it strike me as like a holiday favorite. No. It's become this really dumb topic on the internet where people are just like, oh, yeah, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. And I'm like, you even know that it's not like it's not a Christmas movie. Like you can like Die Hard. Like Die Hard's fine. It's not, no one's like, oh, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Gotta gets me in that holiday spirit. No, it's not. We're all in agreement then. We're all in agreement. Yeah, it's just it. it 
it's on this list. We didn't make this list, uh, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't be there. It shouldn't be there. It's not a Christmas movie, and it never will be. So, end of discussion. <laughs> I'm very happy that you guys agreed on this. This this makes yeah. me happy that we do this podcast together for this one this one reason. We are like <laughs> not a Christmas movie. Thank God. All right. Well, another graphic, Chris. Throw it up there, sir. We are doing the. Favorite Christmas treats by state because Christmas is all about the treats. It's not really about the food like Thanksgiving. Christmas is about the treats, the cookies, the Yule log cake. <laughs> what the fuck is that? What is Yule log cake? Do you know what Yule log cake is? Uh, I'm happy to say I don't because it sounds like something I don't want to try. I don't think I do either. I only... The, the only thing I can think of it is those like it's an ice cream like log. It's like a Spumoni ice cream log that they call a Yule log, but I don't know if there's cake in it and ice cream. I don't know. That's the only thing that I thought when I saw that. I'm like, is that what that is? Or am, are we just completely off? Because whatever, Montana, yeah. you're just weird enough on your own. I'm pretty sure you're weird on our Thanksgiving map here, too. So I have no idea. I don't know, man. This doesn't look that great. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You got to use a lot of eggs for this. Oh, geez. Okay, so I'm off. A lot of heavy cream. I don't know. This doesn't look that great to me. So look up Yule Log at your own. But yeah. What state is that up there? Did we put them two maps? Because I still have no idea what states. Are we doing Montana this? with the Yule Log cake? Yeah, Montana, Yolog cake. Not that great. But anyways, all these states have their favorites. Did anyone of these stand out to you? I know Yolog cake stood out for me. Which ones stand out for you as you're looking at uh, all your favorite, all your, all your, uh, all the treats from different states? Where yeah, to begin? There's, there's a ton. Um, one of the states, once again, I, I'm just like, Didi, I don't know what state this is. Um, I know top left is Washington and they have Skittles. Yeah. Which is candy. And then How? who's who is Jolly Rancher? What state is that? Utah. What is wrong with you? Is is Jolly Rancher something else that we don't know? How in the hell is Jolly Rancher your favorite Christmas treat? It makes zero sense. They don't have Christmas colors, flavors. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're red and green. Is there something else that's called Jolly Rancher? Because this is mind blowing. Yeah. I don't <sighs> I don't get it at all. Like is, is Washington Skittles because like Marshawn Lynch would play football around Christmas and eat Skittles on the sideline. Like, is it, I, I don't understand. Like the, those are, those are for Halloween. Like get those off this yeah. map. We did the Halloween map or, or the, that, you know, that, that time of year, we did that map already. While we're at it, Alaska, can you just not come up with anything better than M&Ms? Yeah. M&Ms again, just candy chocolate candy like uh, uh, these states blow my mind i don't understand how the majority of people are seeking m&ms for christmas have you ever watched any of those shows on alaska you know shout star alaskan listeners um if you guys have the internet uh like i'm not surprised because they might only be able to get a shipment of m&ms in once a year and like that's you know, and that's why M&M's, it's like, you know, November, December, this is when you get your shipment M&M's. So M&M's are a big delicacy in Alaska. 
Maybe. Maybe. I hope. At least be like the Christmas ones. Aren't the Christmas M&M's like mint flavored? The no, red and green are they? Just, no, they're the just red and green. green. I don't yeah, think they're... I think they're, they're still chocolate. Very, yeah. It's chocolate. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think they have a, a mint variety for Christmas, but I don't know. Um, so since we can't get answers on the candy states, let's go to one that we can get an answer on. And that's West Virginia. Fudge for West Virginia. Nothing screams Christmas like some freaking fudge. Dee Dee, please explain yourself. Fudge is great. And yep. Chris, you know I'm dying to say <laughs> what I want to say. We have we have something to talk about off air right after this episode ends. That is this is hilarious that West Virginia is is fudge. I can't <laughs> I want to, I want to say it so bad, but I'm not going to say it because there's a possibility that she could see this, so I'm not going to say it. But anyway, <laughs> like it's a strong possibility she would see it, so I'm not going to say it. But fudge, fudge is great. I don't know. Do you guys not? People don't make chocolate for you guys uh, in in Pennsylvania. So far away, it's so crazy to have fudge be your guys for Christmas. I don't think it's extreme, you know, but. I don't think we look forward to it specifically for Christmas. See, I do. Cause I know that's like something people bring to your house. Like they like, you know, and Hey, maybe this is cause I'm from West Virginia, but like fudge is something lots of people bring to your house. Like when you have your party fudge or whatever, it's like bunch of fudge rolls. <laughs> we remember the Thanksgiving map rolls. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and see, and maybe that's because, you know, like, just like the roles, like we said, you know, the people from West Virginia are like, oh, you're just, you know, all the, the surrounding states, they're going to be bringing, you know, the good food. You just bring the rolls. You need rolls, you bring them. And I think that's the thing with the Christmas thing, too. It's like my dad would make a ton of food and then people would just bring like chocolate, you know, because they're like, well, I'm going to eat Danny's food. Why would I bring food to his house? You know, because he's making all the food. So I'll just bring fudge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, that's I was looking for an explanation, and that we'll take, and we'll have a follow up conversation that no one else will hear. But interesting, interesting. All right. Well, you, well, to you guys in Pennsylvania, what is what is you guys gingerbread cheesecake? I don't know, but is it sounds amazing. <laughs> I've it never had amazing. that. I've never, I've never had that I don't once. Think I've had it. I probably have to go to the cheesecake factory to get it. I don't know if gingerbread is the crust or it's like part of the cheesecake flavor itself, but it sounds great, and I don't know why it's so popular in Pennsylvania. Yeah, um, I, it would probably be good, but I'm like I'm not that big of a gingerbread fan. I don't know about you guys. Like, I I feel like it it for the name you would think it would have much more flavor to it than it actually does in most cases. Um, but I would give gingerbread cheesecake a try. I would give it a shot. For those that uh, can't see the visual, and if not, what are you doing? Um. But you're just listening, listening in your car, which is fine. Maybe you're traveling for the holiday. Uh, Cheesecake in general appears to be, without counting, the most popular one on this map or cheesecake variety because we see ones like gingerbread cheesecake. We see uh, regular cheesecake. We see that in the Northeast. Uh, We see it in some other states in like Oklahoma and central states as well. But uh, cheesecake seems to be 
the most popular. And I thought that just generally was surprising. This may be the most awkward map that we've really broken down before because of the wide variety of just strange selections here. But if there's a consistency anywhere, it might be just cheesecake in general. Pudding yeah. is the most Pudding. interesting. Well, let's, talk, let's, let's talk about Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Louisiana. Okay, hold on. Before we do this, two things. One, I love how Lake Michigan is just dr- like draining pudding into the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that works out. And second, when I saw pudding, I thought, okay, is this like dressing where like I didn't get it? The <laughs> <laughs> figgy Before- pudding. Before I comment, yeah, is it some like figgy pudding bullshit that I like? I don't get it, but it's something, you know. And aren't those like the same states that make dressing? Yes, <laughs> you're right. You're right. And maybe it is figgy pudding, but it's coming up. It's st- that's still pudding to me. Pudding is pudding. Because isn't that like considered like the the Bible Belt or whatever? So is it just they don't? They, I don't know. Is it against the? I don't know. Is it like a sin to say you like cheesecake in those states? <laughs> <laughs> so they're like nope pudding dressing pudding and the thing dressing. The, the thing that i also love about the person that created this graphic use a variety of shades of red and green but for the pudding states they used white which basically makes them clear and invisible meaning these states should be wiped off the map because they chose pudding because <laughs> it just looked like they you know succeeded from the the union they're just gone and they're no longer part of the united states they're invisible on this map it's just floating words of pudding from like michigan just took over into these states it's great <laughs> It's like, uh, it's again, don't go to eat at Indiana, man. These maps have shown one thing. Like if you live in Indiana, go eat somewhere else. Yeah. Like deviled eggs and pudding. That's, that's what you're looking forward to all season long. That's, that's, that's sad. That's sad. That's a tough one. Uh, what else else stuck out here? There's only one state with eggnog and that's Colorado. Do you guys like eggnog? I I don't like eggnog. Eggnog's not my thing. I don't hate it though. I just don't like it's it's just not something I like. I rather drink other things. Like I don't it's not for me. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Like I know there's different ways that you can like spice it up. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't think I've had probably like the the best varieties of it. Uh I probably only had just like generic eggnog and I was never Never a real big fan, um, so that's surprising to see it's taken an entire state by storm, but what are you going to do? Yeah, I think real eggnog that's actually made with alcohol is much thinner and much better than store-bought eggnog or anything like that. There is It's a pretty significant difference, um, and I find them both tasty, but find it interesting that a pretty popular item... like. How does Jolly Rancher, like people like Jolly Ranchers more than eggnog like that? I just can't buy into. Um, There's another state I'd like to point out. Uh, Maybe we should play this uh, game. Which one of you can point out Missouri on this map and tell me why I have a problem with it? (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, My first guess is Oreo balls. No, that's Iowa. Vegan Christmas cookies. Vegan Christmas cookies. That's right. Missouri with vegan Christmas cookies. Missouri, explain yourself. Ugh. Explain yourself. Ugh. 
there's that many people that enjoy vegan food in Missouri that that's the most popular? Come on. No. Nobody wants a vegan Christmas cookie. If you bring vegan Christmas, don't be that person. Don't be a Missouri. You know, <laughs> if you're going somewhere for Christmas this year, which most of us should be staying at home. But like if you're going somewhere, don't bring vegan Christmas cookies to the party. Don't don't be Missouri. Great point. God. Um, anything else odd? Oh, there's plenty odd, but anything that really sticks out in particular to to either of you boys? I got a couple things. Um, one is just a clarification I want to make because Maine has chocolate truffles and then a number of other people have Christmas trifles. <laughs> is that supposed to be truffle or is trifle something that I've never heard of or experienced? A trifle is definitely a thing, uh, oh. but I'm I'm not going to try to distinguish between the two. Okay. Got it here. According to the Google machine, a truffle is a small chocolate candy or a fancy mushroom. A trifle is a layered dessert. Okay. So they are different. Good to know. They are different. You learn things here on the brunch breakdown. The the second one, I want to stay in that part of the country. (laughs) I don't know why. I just find it funny that New Hampshire is gingerbread man. Like of all of the versions of gingerbread that they could love, it's very specifically man. They 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 are very like. Let's make it clear. We like gingerbread man. You're right because gingerbread cake, gingerbread cheesecake are all on here, but. Uh, New Hampshire, and I also see it at Maryland. They just like the man. Just give me the traditional GB man. That's what they like. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Oh, God, that's great. I'm surprised, honestly, that we didn't see, like, York Peppermint Patty on here enough. Because I just don't know one. any other time that you eat them other than this time. You know? It's like, I eat cheesecake all year round. I love cheesecake. Like, I'll have cheesecake on Christmas. I'll have cheesecake whenever. I love cheesecake. But, like... I'm surprised we didn't see more York peppermint patties because I I, honestly, I don't know when you eat them other than right now. Yeah. uh, Yeah, that is a good point. Nebraska with York peppermint patty, kind of in a similar uh, realm. Uh, Wisconsin with the Andes candies, peppermints, which are delightful and usually a great little treat after a night out at Olive Garden. Uh, Shouts to Olive Garden. (laughs) Always before to those. Um, support small business (laughs) i'm surprised we don't see more like sugar cookie it's only on here once i think south dakota is just sugar cookies i mean maybe they're just too generic and people look forward to other things but that only pops up on here once too but that's what everybody makes so i'm surprised to not see that too because literally that is what every like there's not one house that you know if they're making something they're making sugar cookies like everyone just does it you know, surprised. Hmm. One thing that I've never, I guess, had or even knew was existed that I need to try. We made fun of Alabama for Thanksgiving, but red velvet pound cake sounds amazing. And I think I need to get me some of that. I've had red velvet cake, red velvet cheesecake, red velvet cookies, red velvet pound cake. I could get down with that. I'm, I'm curious. That would make me curious. Yeah, I'm down with anything, I think, red velvet. And I noticed we did this for the Thanksgiving one, too. Like, there's always a trend in in SEC country 
Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because if you look at if you if you take this map and you put it next to a map of like like health outcomes based on state in our country, you're going to see a lot of the same shading. And the SEC, man, it's always the same. Like, I don't remember what it was for Thanksgiving, but it was the most unhealthy options. And for this one, we're just we're just downing fruitcake, red velvet cake, and cheesecake. Any type of cake, like we're, the SEC is just going for it. Mac and see, cheese was know. that for Thanksgiving. Mac and cheese in the uh-huh. uh, SEC. Map. But you're, you you're absolutely right. That's been consistent in these maps. See, I didn't know this was going to happen. But you know what? I have now become a believer. A lot of people in West Virginia, a lot of West Virginia sports fans have screamed that West Virginia should be in the SEC. And <laughs> I think, Chris, you just gave the reason. Because that's two maps, and they fit right in. Because we, we are one of the most obese states in the country. And rolls, fudge. West Virginia. I can't say West Virginia, grab your fudge. Come on down to the SEC. <laughs> Instead of wild, what is it? Wild, wonderful. It's rolls fudge, West Virginia. <laughs> That's the new commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love my state, but I'm just being honest. It's, it's. I mean, come on. Rolls, roll fudge, fudge, roll fudge, roll tide. It's all SEC country. It's all gravy there, baby. You're good. <laughs> Rolls Fudge, West Virginia. Put it on the signs. Put it on there. <laughs> wow. Dan you, Dan, you need to write the, the parody song, uh, The Country Roads, and make it about Rolls and Fudge. That's <laughs> Oh, my God, they were. That. That's beautiful. Rolls and Fudge. Oh, <laughs> it sounds too good. Amazing. Wow. What a map. We've done this again. This was good. Oh, Arizona, hot chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) It was 82 degrees here yesterday. I don't know what it was like in Arizona, but the last thing I want is hot chocolate. Honestly, of all states, Arizona (laughs) is the the hottest thing on here. They want that burning hot chocolate. What is wrong with you people? (laughs) Amazing. Well, let's go to Dan's choice now. Dan, you gave us a lot of questions. You gave us a lot of topics. I wasn't I picking it. one of the 80 that you gave. So you know what? It's Dan's choice. Dan's the Christmas man. He's got the Christmas sweater on. He loves putting up the Christmas trees. Let's go to Dan, the Christmas man. I wish I had the big wheel that we could spin. Maybe we could do a couple uh, a rapid fire here, too. We got to try to get at least uh, two of these in. But I know one that, uh, Chris, you at least want to discuss. This is an interesting one uh, with Christmas falling on a Friday this year, and it goes immediately into the weekend, which is beautiful because nobody has to take days off of work. I always find the day after Christmas to be one of the worst days to work, and I've done it before, and it's just burning vacation days for no reason. So had this thought out there. Another popular day that people like to take off uh, or wish they had off automatically was the day after the Super Bowl. So, boys, if you had to pick to which day would you rather have off Every year, automatically, the day after the Super Bowl or the day after Christmas. Thoughts? It's day after Christmas for me, but this is a, this is, you know, this is the region I live in. The Super Bowl starts at three o'clock here. So, mm. like, I have no issue with the Super Bowl. Like, the Super Bowl parties, like, you're starting at noon at somebody's house. You know what I mean? So, like, by the time the Super Bowl's over, like, you're good. You can go to sleep. So, that's a full regional thing with me and the Super Bowl. So, it's a little different. But, so that's why I'm like, 
it's it's definitely Christmas. Like you should, no one should have to work the twenty sixth to the first. Like to be honest, but yeah, right. day after Christmas. What you got, Chris? Yeah, I can't remember a time where I've had to work. It's been a long time if I have had to work the day after Christmas. But like, if I put myself in that situation and think, if I have to choose from between the two, and I have to work both days. It's day after Christmas, hundred percent. Like I'll go to bed at halftime of the Super Bowl. I don't really care, but like, <laughs> you have to stay up with family and stuff like that, and like eat food and drink, and like you know, you're gonna be, you're not gonna be feeling, you know, hundred percent the day after Christmas. So give me that day to lay on the couch, rest, and recover. Travel yeah. too, like right. Traveling, yeah. It's always just there's so much lead in with the holidays because you have Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day, and then just turn around to work the next day. It is. It's the worst. And yeah, so I pick uh, the day after Christmas as well because I, every year, except for this year, thankfully, uh, I have to burn vacation days uh, unnecessarily on what's typically very, very slow. Anyways, uh, Chris, I hope you don't go to bed at halftime of the Super Bowl because that's like 8.30. But, uh, and then you're going to miss uh, like Pitbull or somebody like that performing at the halftime. Maybe after the halftime show is what you meant to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll push it. I'll push it to nine to this time. Right. Yeah. right. But that's what, yeah, to Didi's point, that sounds amazing, by the way. I'm planning on watching the Super Bowl in 2022 uh, out on the West Coast because that sounds like a much better day. But with the Super Bowl at 630 kickoff, it's usually enough. Even if your team's in the Super Bowl, you can rally. You can rally, and uh, no one's going to be productive the next day in your city anyways. So, okay, we're all on the same page there. Let's go for another one rapid fire. Uh, Christmas brunch or Christmas dinner? Which is better? Which which is tradition in your family? Which do you look forward to? Christmas brunch or Christmas dinner? Brunch, eat all day. I'm My aunt used to call us at like 11 o'clock and be like, food's ready. I go over at 11 o'clock because I live next door. So... Eat all day. Chris, what do you I think? I think I go brunch. Like I just feel better after brunch than after dinner. You know, like there's time to recuperate if you eat too much, but dinner, it's just like, you, whoa, you just feel like, ugh, and then you go to bed feeling like that. Like, yeah, give me brunch. Interesting. I thought somebody, one of you two was definitely going to go dinner. That seems to be more of a traditional thing, right? Maybe it's more Christmas Eve dinner, but yeah, Christmas day brunch for me is the best it's a it's a long period to 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 eat it's just it's not even really brunch it's just like all day eat and you just start at brunch time and then you just eat that stuff for multiple hours while you're opening gifts and being with family and everything like that um so christmas brunch naturally the brunch breakdown we sure shit better pick brunch on that uh last one real quick before we get into what we're listening to um we talked about that when we did our thanksgiving episode you know football's on for Thanksgiving, do we watch that? Is that part of our tradition? But I want to ask you guys, what do you watch on Christmas? Because there's a number of things uh, that you could choose from, whether that's the parade, or do you watch a particular Christmas movie, or do you watch the Christmas uh, story marathon on TBS and TNT? Um, do you watch uh, the NBA, uh, which is on every year? Or do you even go college? And now pro football is becoming regular on christmas day which i absolutely hate there's no need for it they're playing on friday saturday sunday and monday this weekend i know chris that was kind of part of your wish in nfl every day of the week earlier this year but i don't think you need the nfl on christmas freaking day and i hate when my team plays on christmas day because it eliminates three hours of fun uh basically from that day so what do you guys watch is there a tradition of things that you watch every christmas day 
Well, I'm 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 with you. I didn't realize they were going to be playing a game on Friday uh, this year. That just seems extra to me. Yeah. Um, we oh, recently in recent years, my family has really enjoyed watching all of the Christmas episodes from The Office. Oh, like just yeah. And you're yeah. Thank you for wearing that sweater. Um. Because they're just so funny. They're easy to watch. We've seen them, you know, a ton, so you don't have to be glued to it. So that's one. And then A Christmas Story, that movie is is always a big one. We got to watch that, you know, at least once. Yeah, Christmas Vacation, for me, got to watch that on Christmas Day. It's just really important for me to watch Christmas Day. And then I'll be in and out of the NBA games. They kind of are just on the TV. That's just kind of what's the constant on in the background is just what's happening and uh, yeah, and then I'll I'll be glued to like one of them for sure. You know, like the Lakers will be on. I know like the Nets are playing too, so that's a big deal. But it'll just I'm glued to one of one of the games I'll be glued to. But the most of the time, it's just NBA on the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for me, growing up, it was always like the Christmas story. Uh, the marathon was always just on, and you just catch in and out and parts of it, and it was just kind of yeah that background stuff, and it just ran and ran and ran all day. Uh, with it no no real paying attention to it uh and then i watched more and more of the nba on christmas day uh again unless i want to watch the the lakers it's kind of just uh background type of stuff but the, it's kind of christmas movie type of marathons are, are what we have on all day and then gosh yeah i do not need nfl on christmas day at all just please please stop and there shouldn't be even a college football bowl game honestly on christmas day those are still kids there's you know Yes, they're athletes, but they're traveling and all that type of stuff. They shouldn't be playing on Christmas Day. That's the one day football could take a day off. Let the, let the NBA have its uh, have a day, uh, which is fine. That's all the sports that we need. Um, that was my rapid fire Christmas questions, boys. Thanks for squeezing those all in. I, w- I wanted to try to get them all in, so I appreciate you playing along. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. All right, let's get to what we're listening to. Christmas edition, guys. Um, I'll get it started. My favorite Christmas song, like, ever is This Christmas, the Donny Hathaway version, not the Chris Brown version. That's the worst version of This Christmas because it starts slow. That's really the only problem with that song is that it starts slow. I don't know whose decision that was, but it really makes me mad anytime it comes on. But, like, the Christina Aguilera version is amazing. That version's amazing, too. There's so many good ones, but, like, This Christmas is my favorite Christmas song. Nice. What do you got, Chris? Um... I'm debating on what route to go here because I have route. like, I have like a pop punk list of songs that you probably wouldn't listen to. <laughs> and then like a Do classic it. list. And I don't want to be too predictable because like, I want to throw some of those, those common ones at you guys. Hey, we'll, we'll go the pop punk route. And then if the other songs don't get mentioned, I'll throw those on the playlist as well. Um, little blink One Eighty Two, I won't be home for Christmas. One of their songs from 2005 You'd be surprised how many pop punk bands have Christmas songs. And I'm going to enlighten you in this segment. So that's the first one. I won't be home for Christmas. A little Blink-182. Nice. Okay. (laughs) I'm hyped for that. Uh, My song is actually a new song, which you don't hear too much of with Christmas songs, especially this year. Big, big, big. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't have any more big pig for you here right now. Uh, Soon. But uh, not this week. Uh, but Twenty One Pilots, my favorite band of all time. 
released a Christmas song, something they literally said they would never, ever do. But this has also been a year unlike any other. Uh, so what do you know? You just throw all that stuff out the window. But uh, the song is called Christmas Saves the Year. Um, it, it sings true to the lyrics. Uh, it's got a great melody. It, it's trying to make a positive spin out of this year, right? It's just maybe we don't all, can't all gather with the family that we want for Christmas, but everybody looks forward to it trying to save the year that one last hail mary in 2020 finding some positivity so my boys josh and tyler at 21 pilots christmas saves the year dude everyone's at home everyone's putting out a christmas song this year like there are (laughs) there's so many like new christmas songs or just like random people you're like whoa they put out a christmas song it's there like everyone's (laughs) everyone's stuck at home why not like why not make a couple bucks all right uh my second favorite christmas song of all time Little Drummer Boy, Justin Bieber, Busta Rhymes. Oh, man. There, yes. There's no, be- like, there, there's, I, I guess, there's one better Christmas song than that, but that's about it. Like, Little Drummer Boy is just it for me. Justin Bieber and Busta Rhymes going back and forth. Just, man, oh, man. Nothing puts me in the Christmas spirit more than that. And just Justin's Mistletoe album is super good. But Little Drummer Boy, Christmas classic. Classic. Didi's making me feel better about going the pop punk crowd. I'm, I'm happy about this. <laughs> okay, song number two from Fallout Boy in 2009. Yule, Y U L E, Yule, shoot your eye out. None of these are like, I can't say like because they like sing about the season. None of these are like that, but it's themed that way. So we're putting it on the playlist. Just I like it. it. If everybody's listening to this playlist on Christmas and it's just on shuffle and it's just a random pop punk scum, and they're gonna be like, why is this on this list? <laughs> it's called Yule. I don't know. <laughs> the boys made it. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with another new one uh, from Poppy. Yes, that's right. Poppy of uh, internet and YouTube fame. Uh, yes, she's a singer as well. And she puts up some interesting music. So I'm going to keep it safe for everybody here and keep it with her uh, Christmas song. She put out an EP called A Very Poppy Christmas because of course she did. Uh, and she released a song called I Won't Be Home for Christmas. Uh, naturally, that's it's kind of a sad song. It's soft and very melodic, uh, but it's like more of a heartbreak song than it is like oh, 2020 sucks and I can't go home for Christmas. But, um, you know, not everybody can be with the ones that they love. Uh, and want to be around for Christmas this year. So maybe you need a little song like this that'll connect a little bit more with you. It is. It's just a it's it's a nice song to listen to. You might not expect that from Poppy, but I won't be home for Christmas. Something a lot of people can relate to this year. All right. Uh my last one, Ariana Grande, Santa Tell Me. Love oh, the song. Love yes. the song. Love the beat. I am a big fan. I like when people put out new Christmas songs. I know I started this with this Christmas, but like I like the newer Christmas songs. You know, I like hearing different things, not the same songs we hear over and over again. So, uh, yeah, Ariana Grande, Santa, tell me. I love that song. Well, I'm sad to say uh, if you listen to the Thanksgiving playlist and you don't like to hear things over and over again, I I'm going to put one on again. Uh, that I put on in that playlist, Didi. So I apologize, but happy holidays, you bastard by Blink-182. We're putting that back on and they do sing about Christmas and Christmas presents and they say some bad words, but we're putting it on the playlist. I love that song. It's very short and sweet and to the point, Merry Christmas. 
I was going to say, I don't think there's a clean version of that. So maybe this isn't a family-friendly holiday playlist. This is specifically in the car if you are going somewhere, which you shouldn't be. But just keep that in mind. Not for not for the kids. Not for the kids. It's always um, fun if like a couple songs shake up grandma a little bit. So I didn't know right. kids listen to sounds and brunch. If they do, I apologize. That's not yeah. good. Maybe, maybe, maybe I could put those. We'll put those at the end of the playlist. Maybe by the time everybody's asleep, then you can listen to those. Maybe we'll put those clump at the, the end. I don't know. The, the now, what's next? Uh, song. Right. song. <laughs> I love brunch. it. Uh, the last one I'll put on is, and not everybody celebrates Christmas naturally. This is more of our holiday and Christmas week episode. But the Hanukkah song from Adam Sandler. It's a classic. Uh, you know, it's an older song from back nineteen back in nineteen ninety six when he was all doing all those parody songs, uh, naming all the Jewish celebrities and like kind of Jewish celebrities. It's uh, it's hilarious, and it's one that I'll put on there. Um, and gentlemen, I'm gonna hijack the playlist a, a, a little bit here. I didn't put any classics on aside from that. I find that kind of embarrassing. Uh, so Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from InSync, one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. That's going on there as well, and Joy to the World from neil diamond that'll give you the chills the choir is amazing in there fun fact neil diamond went to this was at the same freshman high school chorus club as barbara streisand and he's jewish and he made an amazing christmas album and many of them so joy to the world from neil album i'll throw it on there as well well we have to put mariah carey on here right do we oh yeah of course i mean i was getting ready to say it like as my <laughs> last tradition because i mean all i want for christmas is you for sure also, uh, Oh Santa by Mariah Carey is fire also. Mm. And back to Dan on the NSYNC, that Christmas album is highly underrated. Yes. They had that song that everybody loves, but from top to bottom, that is a, that is, that is a highly underrated album. I'm very glad you said that. You're right. That whole album is amazing. The whole album. Awesome. Yeah, this is a good playlist. Yeah. Okay. If you shake up grandma with, she can't handle a little Blink-182, whatever. Who cares? That's fine. I'm good. I love this playlist. It's 2020. Grandma's here. She can handle Blink-182. It's going to be fine. We've we've made it through the pandemic to this point. Everybody can handle a little Blink. It's fine. Yeah. And don't worry. Yeah. And like, don't worry about the kids here and stuff. Like, literally, they've been on their computers for the last 10 months on TikTok and seeing and hearing things worse than what they're going to hear on this playlist. So like that's fair. We're yeah. Well, guys, Christmas. Merry Christmas to you guys. You too. You know? Yes. Merry Christmas yeah. to you guys. This is uh this is a, it's always fun to do these kind of special uh, one-off episodes and uh glad we get to do this and and share this with everybody. We're very thankful during this time of year for all our listeners, uh everybody that interacts with us and we get, you know, cool feedback from. So appreciate all of you guys out there that uh listen, watch and interact with us. We enjoy it. Yes. Well, Merry Christmas to everybody listening to The Brunch Breakdown, and we will uh, talk to you guys next week for The Brunchies. Yes. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Peace.